Hello and welcome to Side Dish, um, a podcast about Longmont. All the stuff you want to know and very little that you need to know. I'm Eric Ozempa. And I'm Brady Steffel. Welcome in, Brady. Uh, gosh, it's been a while since we yeah. have connected. and It's been been one to two minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. been a, the whole holiday season. Yeah, so if, exactly. uh, if nobody else knows, we, we put a couple in the can, as they say in the biz. No, wait, no, we're, aren't we so professional now that we just <laughs> we just say that now? And... We we stockpiled a couple uh, so that we would have time to spend with family and friends and yeah. um, deal with weather eventualities and the like. And so here we are. We're back, back seeing each other again. Back putting out inane uh, recommendations, advice, <laughs> you, words. You, uh, occasionally interesting content. Occasionally that, interesting content that we talk about yeah. and occasionally truthful, right? Once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Really good um, holiday season. And we welcome everybody else uh, to listen in and, and uh, check in about what's going on in Longmont. So with that, let's go into the buzz about Longmont. Is that Yeah. Okay? Well, we got some updates, right? And you want to start yeah. with updates? Or you want to knock them out real quick? Uh, well, one of the things I wanted to get back to you about is actually a couple of friends of mine listened to the, um, uh, real quickly about the best uh, reasons to live in Longmont or yeah. why you should live in Longmont. So real quickly, one person said the low hum- humidity. We didn't ever mention that. Oh my God. You, the, I don't know that that's really a benefit for me all the time. Are I you just, serious? Oh my God. I have to sleep oh with a, okay. Lord. What I do love is that there's no mosquitoes. Yeah. And anybody who says that there are should just go stay in like... Somewhere out on the West Coast for a while, or back in Minnesota, because they're yeah. they're not like there's there's like twelve last year, twelve yeah. or thirteen. Yeah, was counting, and like, but in the winter it gets so dry. When I sleep, I have to run a humidifier or like a nosebleeds. Like it's ah. it's it's wild. Yeah. No, it, it's really yeah. wild. Um, but other I don't than think that, there'll yeah. be anybody who will agree with you about humidity. Okay. Okay. I, this, the cereal lasts longer. I'll give it that. That is true. You know, your chips. <laughs> and the bread. Yeah. Your bread doesn't get all weird and Well, my bread is always bad. The, the, the gluten-free stuff is never <laughs> yeah, any good to either. Yeah, that's true. No, but it, like, there's, there's definitely upsides to that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I get a bit, a bit ashy. The other thing, bread. too, is I have a quiz for you. You actually okay. talked about how Longmont was founded because of Long's Peak and blah, blah, blah. You can see Long's Peak. So do you think that that mountain that you're looking at is Long's Peak? I, you know, you're calling me with my pants down. Because there's, there's two can of you, them. Or can you name the other the, mountain? Is it Meeker? <laughs> <laughs> he says meekly, yes. And Mount Meeker is the predominant mountain that you see, and Long's Peak is the one that's behind it with just a barely mm. of a, a sliver of a peak that you can see. Really? And I think a lot of people, I, I really have to confess, like I lived here for a long time, and I was like, I never really knew it was Mount Meeker up until probably 10, 15 years ago. I... And it's Mount Meeker that's the predominant mountain there. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, I just know that. Well, I, I, quiz. I, I'll take that in stride because I gave you a lot yeah. of stick about <laughs> <laughs> restaurant names at your party. That's right. A little bit bad. Right. A little yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. All right. Um, so we <laughs> wanted to talk about uh, a couple things here about the buzz around town. So one of them is Janie's changing hands. <laughs> yeah, Janie's. Uh, George, who helps us out to set this podcast up, was just telling us uh, Janie's, a Longmont institution that's been on Main Street since. <laughs> Years, decades. since years, yeah, yeah, since since many years. <laughs> Let's be more specific. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Janie, right? This is what, yeah, yeah, yeah. sold it, sold the place, yep. and everybody. Well, I mean, people who've been here a long time were like, "Well, what's that's wild?" You know, this is selling, yep. and there were some Chinese investors. Yeah, which, if you know Janie's, doesn't necessarily seem to mesh because they wanted to keep the restaurant open. So it doesn't necessarily mesh with the business model. But they apparently they went back to China and they're going to keep it open and they've given 
the people who are working there pretty free run to, to keep keep on keeping yeah. on. Well, if anybody has any corrections to that, I mean, certainly get a <laughs> hold of us at info at sidedishlongmont.org. Right. But, you know, because that is the the rumor we're hearing is, is that they're silent partners and they're going to just let it go which is, is the way it is, which is great. But, you know, I think there was this fear from, you know, myself and other people go there quite a bit that it's like all of a sudden the food's going to change dramatically. But right. But that doesn't seem to be the case. Right, because if you have somebody from a different country come in and try to run... Uh, like a, they do break, basically breakfast, right? Yeah. I don't go yeah. to a lot of yeah breakfast, food. lunch. Yeah. Yeah, that you have foreign investors come in and it could it could drastically change. So, exactly. Uh, apparently, for the moment, things are looking up. That's if you, right. If you like Janie's, that's right. And a lot of people do. And, uh, go ahead. Yeah. So then also uh, we should throw out that there are some other new developments and stuff that we've been talking about. Absolutely, go for it. So we've been talking about uh, Left Hand Brewery down in Boston. Mm-hmm has the they're, they're doing an expansion of sorts or, or want to it's all in the in the works and they're going to do a, a very big grassy type thing and the name has changed from just sort of a cultural event area to the beer garden oh cool so well, that seems apropos right yeah right I mean, it yeah. seems but, like the fern wine bar probably wouldn't go over too well right yeah, yeah no it's just going to be detached and a whole other thing but i i like that idea because when we lived in germany when kelsey and i lived in germany the the beer garden scene was just really Nice. It was yeah. a really cool community way to get together. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they're going to have that sort of vibe. I'd love to see that kind of vibe. No, it's very cool. That'll, actually, I think it'll be really awesome. I, I do love the beer garden. I, I really hope that they do like the Bavarian style. Cause yes. We, we would bike over there yes. and there's a lot of shady trees. Yes. And it wasn't just go there and drink beer, although that was a fair part of it. Uh, they served food. And you know, the, the, the menu was fairly small. But still, like you get food, you have drinks, mm-hmm. you grab a picnic table, and you just sit and hang out. Very cool. So um, we'll see what they actually do. But uh, nice. the names changed there. Um, the other one that was kind of saddened to see was Game Force closed. But that I don't know if that was months ago, years ago, days ago. Well, it couldn't have been years ago. But they moved <laughs> over to the uh, near the King Supers up north. Uh-huh. They used to have a freestanding building. Game Force was the place you could get trade-in games and that sort of video games and that sort of thing. And when my kids were smaller, oh, they used to go there and get quite a few games from them and then they moved next to king supers in that kind of strip mall area and and i looked them up the other day because i was trying to find an old wii game and they're closed oh, yeah, yeah. You're a big wii player yeah exactly i didn't yeah. know that yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. it's my more pedestrian uh type of video games I, I, you're really into like the well you say methodical games and all this stuff and that's you say that and like uh recently i started playing diablo 2 which is like a 20 no. year old game <laughs> With like my brother and my college. Hey, but that's fun. It was. It was it's been it's been super fun, but it's um it's older than the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like Game Force was it really had a soft spot in my heart just because it was a really cool place to go for I had never been in and that's too bad. I would have gone in there yeah. if I had known. And the, but they were up uh on Main Street by the yep. King Supers on the twenty first or twenty one hundred block. Exactly. Yep. So and then the other thing is running around my neighborhood, there is a place called Eclipse Sun Products, and it's sun protective clothing. And they actually have an online site, and they're hmm. selling clothing, and it looks pretty amazing. But it's over yeah, you were showing me the photos. Yeah, I mean, the it's photos. Cool. Photos look good. And uh, <laughs> if you are new to town, wear your clothes, put your sunscreen on. Um, That's right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Again, we, we talked about the high altitude. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if, if people really get um, how much an extra mile of atmosphere makes a difference in. Uh, and how fast you get cooked. That's true. Because yeah. you, 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 Oh, yeah, you, you do get burned here. Cook up yeah. real crispy. 
<laughs> and then you had an update about the Boston Apartments. We talked about this weeks ago. Yeah. And looks like it's uh, changed. Yeah, it has changed. So the Boston Apartments are um, close to the, the Main Street Station, the main South Main Station. Yep. Yeah, on Main, uh, across from the Cheese and Porter. And that's all new and whatever. And it's like, oh, they're going to put another one close to that on, uh, I guess, Boston right there, second, yep. whatever it actually is. And... On the development log on the city's website, that has been moved to the withdrawn. So the the plans have gone from the under review to the withdrawn. So yeah. whether or not they're going to resubmit, I got no idea. Yep. You know, I don't know. Yep. But right now, it's just the it's in the recycling bin, as far as I'm I understand the sounds sounds really pretty cool. Um, and then also, <clears throat> I noticed that there was a new bridal store on Main Street um, between 9th and 10th. It's called Eleven Eleven Bridal. And they had a grand opening, and looks like it's brand new there in that one little uh, strip of uh, of shops, you know, which includes also the I think it's called Sun Country Furniture Store. There's a oh, floral yeah. shop, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So that same kind of strip area. There's and then the Barnwood Restoration. Yeah, you know, so they have uh, reclaimed, the place. reclaimed reclaimed wood. Yeah, yeah. That furniture store is actually kind of neat if you've never been in. The furniture store is awesome. Yeah, I yeah. mean, we've actually bought some pieces there, and have it's you? pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's... it's really reasonably priced yeah i'd say it's it's a it's a fair price for a decent product most yeah. of the time there yeah. which is hard to find with furniture a lot of times yeah because there's such disparate levels of furniture i used to sell furniture and like there's 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 junk i mean there's just like <laughs> junk and then there's like wow and then all of a sudden you're paying for like italian cows yeah. or whatever you know like well even fancy. like their price is like we have a chair that we bought there and it's a really cool style contemporary style of chair mm -hmm. And kind of with a faux leather, if you will. Mm -hmm. And you were get, if you got that chair at like Crate and Barrel or one of those, you'd be looking right. at well over a thousand dollars, and it was a fraction of that cost. So pretty cool. Nine tenths. Yeah, nine tenths. Yeah, <laughs> fraction. Fraction. A literal fraction. That's right. Um, and yeah. then walking around there too, I noticed I went into the the uh, the older listeners will <clears throat> will understand when I say this. Cheaper Charlie's, which used to be an automotive uh, supply place, automotive store. In that white building, if you visualize the corner of 9th and Main, there's that kind of, there's the... Uh, the buffy the, uh, white, kind of the big one that looks really just, blown out? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It used to be this warehouse of auto parts. I mean, just crazy warehouse. And so I like peeked in the window. I thought, well, what the heck? I'm going to look in there. Yeah. It looks like somebody's doing some machinery stuff, but that's about it. I always dream that somebody will do something with that building yeah it's a really big space and, and something really neat could happen in there yeah, yeah. um but you know you gotta somebody's gonna want to get rid of it like that's the right. ralph castle building you know exactly you don't want to sell it that's right then nobody's gonna do anything with it all right well when we come back we're gonna have a special guest and uh we'll check back in a minute all right, welcome back. We are joined by Nancy Kerr, the library director for the city of Longmont. And Nancy, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, no. Like, because you are relatively <laughs> new to Longmont, correct? I am. I've been here for about a year and a half. Um, prior to that, I've worked in nine other library systems, first in the Midwest near the Chicago area, and then consequently for about six or seven years in California. Um, a one and a half year stint in Washington State, and now here I am. Wonderful. So, what do you really like about Longmont? Um, Longmont is a community that looks very much like the communities I grew up in in the Midwest, with mountains added. So, I, I like the the feel of it, the friendliness of the people. Um, it just felt like home when I came here to interview. So, yeah, 
I really liked it. Well, and I think that's what Brady would probably say too as well. Yeah. Maybe you think it's unfriendly now, but I'm not sure. But um, now that I'm on this podcast, it's right. like quiet up, you old goofball. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear it anymore out of you. Well, it you seems like it. every other person I meet is a Midwesterner that's displaced. It's so. true. It's <laughs> really weird. I mean, I was born way. in Minneapolis. Yeah. Minneapolis. Yeah. 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 I'm from South Central Minnesota originally. Okay. Yeah. Out, out in the corn and the beans area. I lived in Minnetonka briefly. Minnetonka. I was yep. four. So. Gosh. Didn't we already do the new Ulm retrospective? So oh, I just saw a picture of Herman the German on the. <laughs> there you go. On on Reddit the other day, oh somebody had thousands of upvotes. Like, look at this cool <laughs> statue. Well. So tell us about like what's going on at the library. Like, what are you really excited about right now? You know, um, right now we're in the middle of undertaking uh, what's called a feasibility study, but some people would call it a sustainability study. And what it's really looking at is um, what needs to happen to move the library forward in Lowland. And our building is a cool building. I like the building, but it was built for 67,000 people. And mm. Lowland's at closer to 100,000 now. So, wow. um, And as part of the general fund, as, we, as libraries are in most cities or counties, our funding is not necessarily decreasing, but it's not increasing either to accommodate growth. Yeah. So um, most libraries get to kind of a tipping point around 100,000 population mm. and start looking at um, not only at whether branches might be needed and where you might put those, but just at the ways in which library service has changed over the years. Mm -hmm. So um, this library was built in or finished in 1993. So it's libraries do not look the same as they looked in 1993. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, the way people use them is a lot different. It's actually our circulation of print materials continues to increase, despite yeah. the fact that that everyone thought that oh, you know, e-materials are here and, and no one's going to check out books anymore. Our actual print circulation is up. Our e-material circulation is up a tiny bit, but not as much as you would think. Um, in libraries right now, streaming video and streaming audio are probably the biggest growth areas for people checking things out. Wow. Um, well. <laughs> so, so much for the demise of printed material, though, huh? No, it's yeah. still there. And there have been a lot of studies that say that, um, you know, Gen Xers, et cetera, actually like, have gone back to reading print. So, <laughs> well, I, I'll get into that because, like, we, we were given uh, one of the, the readers when I was, oh, man, five, ten years ago, whatever it was, when they were relatively new, thinking, ah, oh, it'll be great, it'll be so easy, yeah. and we moved to Europe, and da da da, that, that, that made that easy. And then we used it for a while, and it's just like, ah, I miss having a book. You do. I mean, they're great for travel, because yeah. then you don't have to worry about, you know, bringing a bunch of stuff and, and running out, but um, there's just a difference yeah. In, yeah. in holding a book. Yeah. And you know, the technologies <clears throat> change as well, and most people can, you know, if they really want to read something, um, they get so much, I know, I get so much screen time during the day that... At the end of the day, the last thing I want to do personally is look at a screen. Even though it's all words, it does feel like you're interfacing. It does. Way, it right? does. Because it but doesn't feel artificial. Yeah. Interestingly enough, though, I've talked to a lot of senior citizens that are really, really into their readers. And, mm -hmm. you know, they can change the font. They can have it backlit. You know, it's better for people with with um, lower vision capabilities, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So um, and I think, you know, one of the differences for us budget-wise the last few years, though, has been that, you know, instead of saving money by things going into e-versions, um, we actually have to spend more because we have to have everything in print, we have to have it in large print, we have to have it in audio, we have to have it in ebook, and the ebook's prices that um, libraries pay are exponentially different than what you pay as a consumer. So hmm. you might pay nine bucks for your book on Amazon, it might cost the library $100 to buy the same book. Holy cow, wow. Yeah. And wow. publishers put limits on the amount of times that your book can be checked out in the library. So 
Um, for a lot of publishers, we buy a book and they say, okay, the average length of time it can be checked out is whatever they determine, 26 times, 36 times, and then poof, it's gone, you have to buy another copy. And I, I know that when I've looked to check out ebooks sometimes, like if the book is checked out, I'm like, this yeah, is absolutely. so ridiculous. Like somebody has access to this and I can't have access to it. Yeah. And like, even if you get a limited number of times, can't yeah. we just all get it at the same time and read it? Well, you read? could, but you can't. So. Right. <laughs> so, it's just like, technically, you could, but you know, we have to buy multiple copies just as though it were in print. That's, so, that is so weird. It so is you, weird. So getting back to the fact that you said people use libraries differently, like how do you see people using libraries differently now? Um, or really, how should they use them, I should well, say? Well, there's no should, and they're different in every community. But you know what we've seen over the past few years is you know that a lot of people do have, obviously, um, access to technology at home. So you know it used to be that people didn't have their own computers, and so they came in and asked traditional reference questions that now they would Google in a second. So mm -hmm. that's different. Um, the amount of questions we get asked hasn't really gone down. The complexity has actually gone up because usually oh. when people come to a reference desk at a library, they've already Googled something and they can't find something. Or they Googled it and they get, you know, 37 million hits and they don't know how to sort it out. So I think we've become more um, interpreters of technology over the past few years. Mm -hmm. um, we find after the holidays, this is that time of year where everybody gets a new device or a new smartphone or a new whatever and comes in and hands it to us and said, my grandkids gave me this, how do I use it? So <laughs> we instruct people on all kinds of phones, tablets, computers. So you, you're you a resource for that kind of thing. I don't know oh, if you absolutely. want to tell people this or not. Just no, like, we absolutely are. Okay. So It very um, much felt like, oh, don't tell anybody. But no, 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 it's absolutely fine. Um, you know, there's some things people want us to do. We're not the geek squad either. Right. So, you know, people say, oh, I need a new fan in my, you know, my laptop. Can you right. do this? No. <laughs> so, right. yeah. even if we could, no. Need to install a giant screen TV no. in right. my house. And, yeah. and yeah, yeah, those type of questions, we, we can probably refer you somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. But um, also, with the plethora of people now who work out of their own homes, they need a place to meet. And sometimes oh, they yeah. need a place to just be with other people. So... I think kind of in a backlash of how separate people feel sometimes mm -hmm. from the rest of the world when they're working in their little little home office or cubicle. I think sometimes people like to work in a communal space. So libraries are asked to have and provide a lot more communal spaces. Um, a lot of can you talk me through what that process looks like? Because I do work from home. Yeah. And I like this is very interesting for me. And I wonder if there sure. are people out there who'd want to say like, do I need to reserve a space? Do I you need can. To... I mean, in, in our case, um, we we do have limited spaces. Um, you can definitely get in touch with the library through the website or on the phone and reserve a, a large space like our community room or our conference room. But you can also reserve study rooms that are on our second floor. So ours are not tech equipped. That's something that I would like to see in the future. Mm -hmm. Most of our area libraries have, you know, nice screens and plugins for your laptops and things like that. But, um, you know, most libraries now count on people being able to have small meetings in their libraries. Okay. In, in spaces that are set up for that. So so it would be, is there any, I'm sorry, I'm kind of like one of convenience. Is there any way or any vision of like, hey, doing that online? You can, just do, you can reserve the you can do study it online? rooms online. Oh, awesome. The meeting rooms, meeting rooms, you can't do that yet, but it should be within the next couple of months because we're, oh, we're testing products now. Oh, cool. um, I think it'll be a lot easier if people can do it themselves. Yeah, I, I, like generationally, I don't know. I mean, there's a difference between Eric and I here, right? Because... Uh, give me that look. Give me that look. <laughs> no, but like I would say people that are my age and younger would like to take the that human interaction out a lot of times. I'm going to order my pizza online. I'm going to use the self-checkout. I'm just going to 
Actually, I don't know how you feel about that. Or I'm, I'm, I'm old, but I like to do anything online I could do online. Yeah. So. No, actually, I, I like to send telegrams, apparently. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Pony Express. Like, like a fax. What? I'll send a fax. So like a secure fax. Yeah. 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 I, I, I feel like we're like ageism going on here. Yeah, with I the think young a little bit. Right, yeah, yeah. The young no, but I agree. I mean, anything that we can that we can have people do themselves online, it saves us some work, and also, you know, you should be able to look online and see what's available. Yeah. So not yeah. have to go through the whole phone call thing if what you want isn't here. Right. So. Well, and, and yeah, and I would want to try to avoid the. I'm I'm one for efficiency. So the idea yeah. of like calling and leaving a message for somebody to return a message. I mean, much easier just to go online, reserve yeah. the table, kind of like at a restaurant. Oh, absolutely. Go, oh, I'm going to reserve the room, that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah it's that. Awesome. So so that's something that we're you know all of these all of these things are things that we are looking for um, information from people in this feasibility study that we're looking at right now. Um, we do have a survey that will be available probably starting next week for about a month, and it'll be available online and in paper for those who don't have online online access in English and in Spanish, all about um, what they use and like and don't like about what we have now, and then some ideas about what they're looking for in the future. And you know that can be most libraries where I've worked um, previously do have tech and maker spaces, so they do have 3D printers, they do have... Oh. Um, a lot of fancy equipment. We've had, you know, laser cutters, vinyl cutters. Um, That's pretty auto, wild. AutoCAD yeah. with yeah. AutoCAD with plotters and. I, I I have heard that you guys have a fairly robust checkout. We system. do. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm trying to remember. Kelsey was telling me about my wife was telling me about you guys, and you can check out you can check out a VCR. Um, no, we don't do VCRs okay. anymore. So, so that's kind of gone by the well, wayside. Talking about bit, old but... school. Well, no, because we, <laughs> <laughs> we used to have VCRs, but that's kind of that's a little archaic. Like so. no, like so many people now, we're looking to just like get rid. Like, yeah. Do we need like do we, you know, yeah. we need a DVD player anymore? Yeah. Like get rid of that. We have a VCR because we've got copies of the old Star Wars. Oh, I see. Well, the unedited might... ones, like the you know the originals that didn't have all the extra editing. Well, see, this is your opportunity because you know these are the type of things we're looking for. We do have at the library. We've just started this year what we call the Library of Things. Okay. And so that's a great suggestion for you to give us for a library of things. You know, right so, now, right now you can check out like Wi-Fi hotspots if you want. If you're going out okay. somewhere and you're not near Wi-Fi, you can check out a ukulele. You can check out cooking equipment. You can, you know, in some libraries, they they do tools. Everything from you know band saws to small tools for now your projects. Now that'd be the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, cool. Apparently, the biggest thing like in Iowa and part of the Midwest are Wilton cake pans. So apparently, if you make a cake in the shape of Something one time and you don't do it again. <laughs> I don't know. That is true. I mean, seriously, that's, that's how many true. how many people? I mean, I have a bunt pan or actually there you a Google, go. But Google if you, Hoff pan. But if you how want, many times do I need to use the Google Hoff pan? But if you want mm-hmm. a different shape, then yeah. mm-hmm. there it would be. So mm-hmm. libraries do um, a lot of games, yeah, um, and video games. And but there's a there's not really a limit to what libraries check right. out now. Maybe she said DVD player. I'm trying to think. Um, but like we could get like the thing that's is like oldie. there's so much stuff that's that you have that yeah. I could say like do I need to because like how else am I going to yeah. do this because I have copies of like Lethal Weapon sure. and Die Hard and we watch around the holidays because yeah. they're obviously Christmas holidays yeah. They are. Yeah. yeah absolutely and so yeah. but like we don't really want to keep the DVD player because yeah. we don't need that shelf full yeah. of junk anymore. So, so it's I, our shelf full of junk. Yeah, so. and then you need it twice a year. Yeah. Maybe. I think that I just think that that's awesome. It's like yeah. Colorado Springs checks out bikes. A lot of libraries do bike locks. Lot, you know, there's there's really not a limit to this library of things idea except for space. Right. 
But um, it is, I know some have huge kitchen collections. You can check out, you know, a fondue pot and an air fryer and try out these things. Um, I th- that so it's is just, really cool. That's, it's just, like, that's we don't great. have all that stuff yet. We just started, but it's pretty fun. The, like a fondue pot. Yeah. Like really, how many times do you use a fondue Like pot? once every 10 years. Right. Or <laughs> so. like a, a raclette pan. Like yeah. people, like yeah. um, our friends do a raclette thing that's in the winter. Cool. You know, the melted yeah. cheese thing, whatever, yeah. for, for people who don't know the area. But... Like you're gonna you're gonna wheel that thing out of storage and then you scrub it clean like in December twentieth every year and, and then, then you just put dust. it back on the shelf. Yeah. You know? No, I'm geeked yeah. out about the tools too. I as like well. That, I mean yeah. there are Tool like very are really few awesome. things that I really need for tools. You know, like if I'm doing especially I mean how I have a post hole digger that's been sitting in my garage. Yeah. And it's been there forever. Yeah. Because yeah. I use it like maybe once every decade. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Okay. So that so that we already have. Yeah. Um and then I was looking at your site um, and just the, the events yeah. going on in Longmont and yeah. like the events that happen at the library. I would like to edify anybody who listens to this because it sounds like you have a Lego club oh, yeah. and uh, a Small Bites Tech Cafe. You host a D&D group, mm-hmm. which like I've, oh, I've, I've played once, um, <laughs> but my brother and a lot of my yeah. friends are nuts about it. Huh. Um, the writers group, the reading to dogs things, which we, yep. I mean, we loved and had a little laugh about, but like ultimately, it's a great idea. They're not judgmental. Uh, so. No, that's exactly it. Like you have kids, because I taught preschool for a while too. Sure. And they, you know, kids get all spun up, but if you're reading to a dog, the dog doesn't care. No. They're just into it. They just yeah, want to be around. They are. So, so, do you have any other like? By all we means, have, I'd love to hear. We what have else a ton have. of programs. Um, we have a ton of programs for adults as well. A lot of those are local authors and and different you know lecture type programs. Um, we do some seasonal programs. We have a really cool thing called Discovery Passes, and okay. those are passes to Denver Zoo and the Science Museum and all different area attractions that you can check out free for your li- with your library card. Cool. So, you know, if you want to take your family yeah. of seven to the Science Museum free, check it out. Check out a pass with your library card. Wow. So, um, yeah. yeah, who knew? <laughs> who knew? That is so cool. So, and we've really worked hard on that. The last um, one of our librarians. Denise Young has really been out, you know, talking to different museums. If you want to go to the Molly Brown Museum or uh, the Butterfly Museum or any of those things, you just check it out with your library that's card. That's so, super. And neat. that's that's all online. So you can you can do all of that online and see what's available and check it out and print yourself a pass. This so. is like these are. I mean, you're talking about the new use of the library, yeah. and I think if I am going to look at the library, oh, what do they do? I don't know. You take your kids, and there's like the reading yeah. group. We, ha- we still have those. Right, and I saw time, that. Story but like, times. And, there's, yeah. That's like the, the base layer. That's it like is. the foundation, it and is. then there's all of this stuff that's it built is. up over the top of that. But if you're sitting at home and you don't know, you go like, yeah. well, I guess, you know, there's the yeah. take your kids, and they'll redo them once in a while. Neat. You yeah. know, but there, that's not it. There's no. so much more. Um, yeah. We have, the, you know, N- Nintendo Switch <laughs> programs and, you know, different programs for, for all levels. So we have programs for teens that involve... You know, gaming, um, like some libraries, for example, you know, you, you don't just play the games, you build the games. So you're mm-hmm. trying to, to put some put some engineering and things, things like that. Like you're not just playing Minecraft, you're building, like in one of my libraries, we built our three branches within the game, right down to every piece of furniture. Oh, so you and took... went through, so, so... Okay, so for people who oh, don't wow. know what Minecraft is, like you go out in the world, you're, you're yeah. a block-looking block guy, and yep. you can mine materials... And then you can use those materials you can to, use build, them to build things. And people get real fancy. So, like they've made Gondor from, from yeah. Lord of the Rings. And it's it's all kind of pixely looking. And you're saying you rebuilt your entire libraries. With furniture that's, and little passages. That's and fantastic. So, you know, trying to, to keep up with what's going on in the world of technology, mm-hmm. um, we'll be starting to offer a lot more computer classes than we have. Mm-hmm. We've concentrated up until now, really due to staffing and space 
issues with kind of remedial assistance with computers, but we want to get into more of the fun stuff. So yeah. you'll be seeing a lot more computer classes. Um, well, the world's moved on. I mean, we're not just we're not just word processing. But well, right? <sighs> we're know. calling pizza places. Calling pizza Except places. that you know, people have this this misconception <laughs> that everyone has a computer and everyone has a smartphone, and they yes. still don't. So. We're still, you know, a big role of libraries is still filling that digital divide and still, you know, trying to, to close that separation between the haves and the have-nots. So um, we want to make sure that when people come in, you know, we have people that are advanced software engineers that use a library and we have people that don't know there's a right-click button on a mouse. So, when you are the community, yes, you know, place, yeah. if you will. And then uh, I have a, a couple of final questions. Yeah. One of them is, this is going to sound incredibly dumb, but... So does a library serve, like, is there a jurisdiction for the library? Like, if you live in a certain community, you can't use the Longmont Public Library? No. Or, uh, it, I mean, it depends on, there are different regulations in different states. But, like, in, in the state of Colorado, as long as you're a Colorado resident, you can get a library card anywhere. Okay. So, okay. so and you and there's no, you know, we don't card you to use our services. <laughs> so <laughs> so you, can, you can come in. If you, Even people who don't have an address can come in and get a computer use card. That yes. allows you limited checkouts. So, okay. That's awesome. So, yes, everybody can use library. So then the final question I want to ask you, is there anything you want the our listeners to know about the library that we haven't asked you about? You know, just really to know that we are really looking forward, and, you know, we do keep our eye on what area libraries and libraries across the country are doing. And Longmont is such an innovative, interesting community that we really want our library to reflect that. So. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully people will take advantage of our invitations to community meetings and our survey upcoming and let us know what they'd like. And so when will your survey drop again? Survey should drop. I'm hoping, I don't. I wish it was the end of this week. I think it'll probably be next Monday or so. Okay. So and details could be found on your website? On our website. Well? Mm -hmm. Okay. And what is that website again? Our website. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it like longmontgov.backslash really yeah, library? Thing. So Google but Longmont Google Library. Google Longmont Library. Yeah. That's the easier way to get there. Perfect. Well, thank you, Nancy, for joining us. We thank you so much. Well, that was a really interesting interview with Nancy. I mean, the things that the library can do, and I think for me it was really when I first met Nancy a few months ago and just realizing her vision and her ideas for what a library can be, truly captivating. I, I wouldn't think that a library would be a place where you could like rent tools and I, I, like I said I'm pretty pedestrian about what a library is yeah I mean as a community hub that the vision is great yeah because so I, cool. I think the like <clears throat> the the events in particular I was reading him going like it, there's a Lego thing there's a there's a dungeon like they're really trying to reach out to yeah, youth and then kids who get older and then adults and all these different groups who have different interests in a way that people would actually want to go and do it. And you truly forget that the library is a community resource. Yeah. And I always used to think, oh, it's a you know place that collects dust for books and there's a card catalog and that sort of thing. <laughs> right. But, you know, I mean, apparently Nancy and I just phone for pizza and whatever else, but uh, uh, yeah. we use technology. We actually, <laughs> well, call, we actually go to the drive-thru and talk to the bankers. We don't have any apps that actually handle our money for us. I know? do feel a bit yeah. like... Like, my dad likes to interface with somebody on the phone more, and maybe that's for... Oh, so you're saying I'm your dad. Okay. No, apparently you're not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we have events to cover. Uh, first of all, I'll get to the Winter Walkabout, which is February 1st. 
Um, grab your ticket and head downtown to downtown Longmont on February 1st for the Winter Walkabout Showcase. A day and night of what Longmont does best, killer local music, delicious food, craft libations, and good vibes. This is the second annual event. We'll feature over 40 performances at 17 venues. And so you do need a ticket for that. And I'm guessing the tickets are available at Visit Longmont. So you can check on there for more details. Um, we'll have more details in the show notes of the uh, podcast as well. Yeah. You have the authentic tamale making. Yeah, look at that. So I believe the group doing it is Slow Food Boulder, who've been around forever. And uh, at the Community Table Farm out on St. Vrain Road, that's 8049 St. Vrain Road, they're doing an authentic tamale making workshop. Um, it's a two-day event with three sessions to give participants a true understanding of what it takes to make slow food tamales from scratch and learn about the cultural relevance and ingredients of traditional tamales from a local perspective. Tickets are 40 bucks, but like they said, it's, uh, it's kind of an involved deal. Uh, January 11th and 12th. Uh, Saturday morning, we've got grinding corn, grown on the farm, and making tamale fillings for eight to ten, six to eight people. Right? Like, it's the whole shebang. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's the whole shebang, man. <laughs> See, I've made tamales. It's yep. an all-day event without grinding your own corn. <laughs> well, this is a two-day event. Uh, then you got the fillings and the multiple flavors uh, next day, and then on sun, or that later, and then on Sunday from 6 to 9, they have the tamale dinner, 12 to 14 people max. So that's Holy cow. Yeah, cool, cool. Like, cool. Like, Slow Food Boulder, I like that idea. There's yeah. a bunch of events that I saw that were food-based. And Longmont's doing some cool stuff with that. I'd like yeah. to do stuff on food trucks eventually. So. And then cool. you got uh, Vex Robotics. Yeah, there's a Vex Robotics tournament um, coming up, and I don't have a lot of details. It seems pretty cool. Uh, across the St. Vrain, 41 schools are preparing to host 12 different robotics tournaments. Schools are seeking volunteers and professionals to staff these events. So the event that I found has actually been um, they're looking for people in the community to help with this, to help doing the, the referee yeah, so I believe that there's a tournament district-wide, and so I don't know if this is the same thing, but but they always it seems like they always call on people to be volunteers. Yeah, and it seems like a pretty cool thing. Yeah. thing. We, I mean, we were just talking about all this technology oh, stuff yeah. with the library, and this is vastly different than when I went to school. When they were cutting wood shop, like we didn't, you know, we, we oh, no. barely got an electronics we had, class. We had drafting where we still used pens, and there was no computers at all, and wood shop and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that all got cut. Now there's some pretty neat stuff that uh, the young folk get to do at school. So All right, and finally, full moon om chanting, and Brady has details on this. So they're they're uh, sorry. Uh, on Friday, January tenth, twenty twenty, at five thirty p.m., Essential Element Watsu at seventeen hundred Gaucho Court, Longmont, uh, is going to usher in the full, first full moon of twenty twenty. They're going to be getting together to chant in a warm saltwater pool. The evening's gathering will be conducted following the tradition of Bhakti Marga Sadhana and will be facilitated by Jenny Hooks. Um, Going to get together and uh, celebrate the, the first full moon. Well, uh, peace and love for people who want to celebrate the first full moon. Actually, I do celebrate the uh, 21st uh, winter solstice where the days is the shortest day of the year. And I don't get in a salt tub pool, but um, right. go on light a luminaria or something and kind of celebrate the yeah. idea of gardening season coming and that sort of thing. I, I like the idea of uh, celebrating the winter solstice because I'm, I'm happy to be in the back half, typically. Once the days get short, I'm happy for them to start lengthening again. Oh, me too. That, that kind I'm, of thing so that you're Even by the end of January, it'll start getting much lighter, so it's great. Yeah, so they do say, uh, please bring or wear a clean, rinsed <laughs> swimsuit and, if possible, arrive freshly showered. We try to use a minimum amount of chemicals to maintain our crystal clear water. So bring... Uh, bring your own towel, 
uh, non-breakable water bottle, 12 to 15 bucks to get in. And it, I would recommend that you go anywhere freshly showered is always a, yeah, a kind yeah, of a good thing. Yeah, just yeah. common courtesy, yeah. especially if you're going to be getting in the, yeah. in the pool. Especially in the pool. Yeah. 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 So, awesome. There you go. That's the events for uh, the following week. All right, Brady, well, thank you for joining me today for another episode of uh, Side Dish, and thank you for letting me uh, rib you about your ageism. Yeah, you got it coming. It's, yeah. it's all Aaron, good yeah. in the hood. Yeah. Thanks, Dandy Epler, for our intro music, and our music for the week is Remind Me by Emily King, found on Bandcamp. Bandcamp is your source for independent music. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. And then reach out to us about anything we talk about at info at sidedishlongmont.org. Hit us up with ideas. You want to hear about something, we want to know about it.